0: Log TALK RADIO
1: Hey you guys, welcome to the Steel Wars live call show I am comedian Steel Saunders And I do love Star Wars And for the next 45 minutes we will be talking it with some bonus time at the end for our much beloved and appreciated supporters. If you are new to the Steel Wars podcast, this is the calling show version. And I guess what we might call Steel Wars classic, a Steel Wars classic episode went up, but it's not. It's the classic version, it's not the classic. It's an old one. Why am I saying all this out loud? But uh, there's a new episode of the Normal Steel Wars podcast up. It is episode 121, and it is with my wife, Jacqueline Howe. And I don't know. I I think some people might think, oh, you did wrong with your wife. Whatever. But uh, people have really taken to it because she is hilarious, a big Star Wars fan. And the thing that maybe she does the best in the world is roasting me so if you want to get if you want to hear me get yelled at for um my various nerd leanings in a very funny way uh go check out that episode i know people particularly enjoyed the rant about the smoke theory suck stickers and how they are ruining jacqueline's life but um just have to deal with it you guys because They made me sticker famous, the sweetest fame of all. Now, my co-host today is, uh, he's popped up on uh, more than a few of our uh, blog pod. He is behind one of my favorite podcasts, the Star Wars Underworld. Welcome back to the show, Chris Seacole.
2: Hey, uh, so wait, this is not the Passengers podcast? We're not here to talk about Jennifer Lawrence?
1: No, there's no Passengers, although <laughs> there, there is a sweet Steel Wars correlation with the film Passengers in that one of our most downloaded episodes with Julian Smirk, who was an associate editor on The Force Awakens, was an editor on that film.
2: That explains everything. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Come on Steel me Wars, your it.
2: films will be successful. <laughs>
0: i i
1: i i want the thing where if you host the podcast steel wars your career will be successful that would be awesome let's make that one happen (laughs) (laughs) um if anyone wants to come in and talk star wars the number is 646-668-8360 if you are not in america Add a plus one when you Skype in on that, and that will direct your call by the Skype Buffins to the great country of the USA. Here's the deal, you guys. It is quite a day in world history, but we're not going to discuss that because all the references for politics and Star Wars, they've been done, you guys. They're now hack. They're over. We're here to talk some great Star Wars chat. Now, Chris, very slow week in Star Wars news. What's going on? Is, is, is right. this a calm before the storm? Is something big happening next week?
2: I think something big is happening pretty soon. I don't, I don't know early uh this week but i I think this is the moment where they're just letting everybody go and watch rogue one as many times as possible and you know we do have an episode of star wars rebels coming out every week so there's some news um with that uh that shows it's got but i think it's we're getting ready for another up so that's cool but uh, i don't think we're going to be seeing our big big announcements until maybe the few weeks leading up to celebration so I'd, i'd wait till Maybe late late March for, for anything big.
1: Have you seen um, the uh, – they on the Star Wars show, they just put up a Secrets of Rogue One special, about a, a 20, 25-minute special. Have you caught
2: that one yet, Chris? Yeah, no, I haven't.
1: It's, I, I think maybe for people listening to this show, it'll be an entertaining but not
2: too –
1: enlightening thing because we're already in so deep and uh, you know the Star Wars show while it does um, aim to entertain us ultra hardcore fans you know it has to sort of you know reach out to people a bit more on on the fringes that maybe have uh, some other stuff going on in their lives but I, I did find out Chris you will be very excited to hear did you know that there's blue milk in Rogue One
2: Yes, I did know that.
3: <laughs>
2: but, um, that was no, I didn't get a Star Wars show to tell me that.
3: <laughs>
1: well, that was uh, you know a, a bit tongue in cheek. I I think that is the yes. most um, <laughs> that that it's it's not even an Easter egg. It's just an egg. It's just there. This giant egg. Uh, let's go to a call and see what's going on This is uh Skype caller Who are you and where are you calling from?
4: Uh, hi mate, uh, this is Judy from Melbourne
1: Judy, how you doing man? What's going on? What is uh, on your mind in Star Wars today? And uh, you could have just come around and, and asked me this question You know that, I'm just in Melbourne <laughs> Next time mate, next time
4: uh, g'day to you uh, as well, Chris. Uh, a friend of mine and I are doing a bit of a poll for a thing that we're working on, and uh, I'm curious to know uh, what death in Star Wars do you think wasn't that good and deserves more of a sort of a, a better death,
2: if that makes sense. What death?
1: Oh, Chris, have you got something? I I, I know I will I'm have
2: told me. Um, pretty much every death in this I don't like. <laughs>
3: like,
2: I mean. I understand. There's this retcon or something that Darth has used like a force scream to like completely confuse the minds of the Jedi that he killed. But I, I don't think that's evident enough in the in the actual movie when you're watching it to kind of understand. Why. So I don't like the, like how Kit Fisto and Casey and Negan go down like literally in like five seconds. I I I hate that
1: yeah i would um i i guess it's more in my mind at the moment but i'm kind of thinking you know the the rogue one deaths yeah yeah i don't they're just a little bit repetitive like we've never had so many deaths by grenades before in star wars but uh <laughs> they, they certainly made up the quota they certainly made up the quota. That's actually one that's not on didn't... our list, actually. Yeah, so you didn't—you hadn't really um, like considered the Rogue One deaths
4: too soon. Well, yeah, a, a, a friend of our—yeah, too soon. Uh, A friend of mine and I are doing a list for something we're working on, and we wanted to know like what was a death that was just well, we pretty much put every character except for a Rogue One character in there because um, I I thought you know what sort of other way can you go besides a you know, a lightsaber, grenades, and, and getting shot are generally the way to go, especially with Rogue One. Um, yeah. So we just listed well, guess, all the sort of the, the major deaths.
1: Yeah, I, I guess in retrospect now, um, maybe one of my least favorite deaths is Darth Maul, because oh, it yep.
3: wasn't a death. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's what I said to my friend as well. It's, it's not really a death. It's it's more of a, a tumble and fall, and he comes back so many years later.
1: It's more of a bait and switch. It's more of a, a, a billionaire acting out on his whims because he, he gets a good idea in a, a few years later. I I, I I want a special edition of The Phantom Menace where Obi-Wan chops Darth Maul in half. And you know when he sort of like, he looks down in shock and then he begins to fall Oh by. yeah, his face twitches a wee bit, yeah. Yeah, Obi-Wan needs to just keep cutting. Do you know what I mean? Like, really get like a like a Ginsu Knife infomercial, just like, it slices! It dices! It <laughs> puts the end to any silly retcons in bloody cartoons that come out ten years later. Uh, Chris Sekel, are you yes. back on the line?
2: Yes, I am. So, if people didn't hear me clearly before, my answer was the, the Jedi death that, uh, by the hands of Darth Sidious and Revenge of the Sith. I, I, there's this retcon that, that Sidious has, like, a four-screen power, and he, like, shrieks with yep. the force and, like, stuns them. And I, I just think that's a little bit too cute of a workaround for that, and it's not obvious in in the movie. So I, I would have liked to see seen them at least put a little bit more of a fight. I mean, come on, a, a four-versus-one, Jedi-versus-six fight, I thought that would have been really cool rather than just them dying in five seconds and then a big-makes window the whole time.
1: Now, Chris... Yeah, cool. It sucked when I couldn't hear everything that you said before. But then I heard what you just said about the Force Scream retcon. And can you go back to the other line where I can't hear everything you say? Because that is infuriating. What? So is this retcon an official retcon or is this something that you read on tinfoilhatstarwarsfan.net?
2: <laughs> this is a very good question. It's like one of those pieces of Star Wars lore where you just like can't remember where you heard it. And I'm assuming that it's not standard. Like I assume it's just somebody's like idea. Like, well, how do we explain this? And that's what they came up with. So that's the best explanation anyone's ever come up with it. And I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It does not. I don't buy it. The,
1: um, I don't know. I, I think in retrospect, the, maybe the, the Boba Fett death was a little bit soft. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've got that on have, our list, yeah. You know, and, and I guess that is one of the you know, the great things. I, I, I actually think probably Attack of the Clones, by how much it gets, you know, dissed, kind of makes it the most mm. underrated Star Wars film because it is so maligned with criticism. But getting to see a Fett use all these weapons and in battle, you know, something that would have been just, and, and they had like limitations, of course, in uh, 1982 when they're filming the scene. But I, mm. I, I love that chance to see Boba Fett or you know Django Fett, you know, which you know, in all intended purposes, it was uh, you know just like seeing Boba Fett, you know, use all the all the weapons and the jet packs in his arsenal. You know, the the um, we've yeah. talked about this on a on a Star Wars episode before, but in Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett is Inspector Gadget. Like, he's got all these things, that he doesn't know how to use them properly, and it's like, whoa! <laughs> and, yeah, good point. Uh,
3: See, I never thought of
1: that. Yeah, well, this is what happens when you talk about Star Wars for an hour and a half every week for two years. Uh, you really go a little deep. Uh, what else is on your list? This is fascinating.
4: Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, I'm working on it for an episode tonight. We've got uh, Qui-Gon uh who is actually my pick, I reckon he should have gone down a bit like um so like borrow me from Lord of the Rings, like him falling down and keep getting back up and fighting and keeps getting sort of hit uh we had Ooh, I, uh i i, a fre- I would um, a of- let me
1: just give let's 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 review each death let's not you know, <laughs> let's, let's- Let's have a bit of foreplay. I'm, I'm going to teach you a few things about nerd broadcasting here. You know, you've, we've got we've got a topic. Let's stretch it out. Uh, I I didn't. Um, I, I'm I'm being a dick, by the way. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. No, um, that's cool. That's cool. It's going to go great for the show. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I didn't mind the Qui Gon death. I, I I thought that scene, you know. Bet- the whole lead up to it with the, the force fields and the meditation, the Darth Maul pacing, pretty great. And and is, it, is my memory correct in, does he get, who gets butted in the head with a lightsaber? Is that Qui-Gon? Uh, no, he, I don't think he gets butted in the
4: head. I think Maul uses his double end to push his arms up. And when he pushes and when he puts
1: his arms up and recoil, uh, he spins around and hits him. Ah, okay. Oh, I just started thinking about that thing about the Force Scream that Chris brought up before, and I'm getting angry. I read about oh, that online as well, actually. Oh, Chris, you have to get to the bottom of that. I have to know if it's official or not because i i've I've got some I've got some Lucasfilm employees to troll after the show. <laughs> All right, who's next on your death Death wish Death wish.
4: Well, I've got yeah, I've got the whole list online with uh, with the uh, how they died. So you've got Boba Fett bumped by a blind man. Um, this is my friend's uh, synopsis, not mine, mind you. Uh, oh, you got can, I just Padme, stop? can I just
1: stop you? I, I just need to stop you there. Yep. It just occurred to me that due to the Marvel comics, Boba Fett fights Han Solo and Luke Skywalker at different times when they're both blinded. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. The thought of that just makes that... Force scream things sound better to me. I, why am I, I... I'm in a bad mood today. So, uh, press on. <laughs> who else died? Who else's death could uh, we not like?
4: Uh, we got Padme, who lost the will to live.
1: That that was sort of yeah. something that... It, it affects me on two levels. One, it's... Uh, she didn't die, from what I know from Return of the Jedi. I, I always find that... I always find... I get really annoyed that it's like... Hey George, did you watch the movies before you made those other ones? Because there's some yeah. hints in there. Do you remember there's your some, mother, your real mother? Yeah, yeah. There's some pretty firm rules in there they laid down for what could happen. I actually, um, a pal of mine broke international copyright law and made me a uh, a really great set of Star Wars Blu-rays, kind of like the the ultimate edition that fans cry out for it It, they're just it's incredible he made like 10 sets and i morally this is my moral stance is if i have purchased the media in that medium then a a fan version of that medium is morally fine and i do have the star wars blu rays (laughs) but uh in the end of revenge of the sith they, they they have like a um like a fan edited version of Revenge of the Sith. I can't remember what they called it, but they edit in some footage from another Natalie Portman movie and they show her arriving on Alderaan with the baby. And that's sort of the end, you know, she lives. Oh, that's awesome. She lives at the end, but she's very sad. So, um, yeah, who, who else is on your, uh, on your, on the, on the death list.
4: Well, I can just shoot through them if you want. I've got uh, the stormtroopers on Endor who were murdered by the Ewoks. Um, uh, who wrote that? that? That's a uh, great. I haven't che- I haven't checked the I haven't checked the tolls yet, but um, yeah, my uh, my co-host wrote these up, and he's having a bit of a bit of a troll. Um There's
1: always got, time to uh, get another post.
4: There's always time. Oh, mate, you can come over whenever you want. Like like you said, <laughs> we're in Melbourne.
1: Okay, it's nice. I'm happy uh,
4: to. <laughs> We've got Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, we've got Han Solo, uh, the Jedi uh, killed by the worst shooters in the galaxy, you've got General Grievous who died of a broken heart, Qui-Gon the Emperor who got <laughs> overthrown, and Jar Jar Binks who didn't die on screen.
1: Wow, there's a few soft ones in there, the, the Han Solo one, that's great, that is a, a classic moment, Tarkin, perfect, got what coming for him.
4: Um, yeah, so his Captain goes down with the ship.
1: Yeah, and and just the arrogance, you know, like evacuate in our moment of triumph. Yeah, dude. I think whatever. you
4: underestimate their chance. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, where can the good people of the internet chime in on this controversial uh, yet thought-provoking poll?
4: Uh, well, the poll's up for a, a couple more hours because we record this evening, but it's on our uh, on our Facebook page. But I don't want to give it a don't want to give it a plug on your show, mate. <laughs> it's your show.
1: Oh no, I'm open to plugs. I pot it forward. You, uh, plug it. No, I'm fine.
4: Ah, uh, well, our podcast uh, is called Shake and Not Nerd, um, and we uh, we record tonight to talk about the the deaths in Star Wars that need to have a bit of a, a better sort of end scene. And yeah, the poll's up on our page.
1: All right, very nice. If you can go into the chat room and maybe just post the link to the poll, because I'm it's getting a bit of chatter in there and. Everyone would probably like to uh, chime in. King Tom, one of our regular callers, is in the chat room. And he says, if the force scream is official, then so is the sound of the Ewoks blinking, which is a, <laughs> uh, a callback to a call-in show pass. Uh, thanks so much for calling. Good luck with the show tonight. And uh, I'll put you back on hold. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, See you, Chris.
2: So, I'm looking up uh, on on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia is being Wikipedia. It's not citing its sources. So, (laughs) it says that Darth Sidious uses a force stream, but there's no source.
1: Oh, yeah. That whole scene just... I don't know. Like, Revenge of the Sith is a great movie, but it's such a rushed movie. Like, from the moment that... Anakin works out or is told or whatever that he is the uh, Dark Lord of the Sith. Everything just, like when he just goes to tell Mace Windu. And Mace Windu's just chilling. Like he doesn't yep. doesn't care enough.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, that movie should have been a three hour long movie, I, I think. Because I think it should have had a little bit more of the Clone Wars at the beginning. I, I didn't think that the Battle of Far was was enough. And, of course, that was remedied by having uh, the TV show later, and that was great. But until that point, I, I felt really deprived of that, you know, Anakin, you know, uh, relationship to Obi-Wan as kind of peers. I didn't think we saw enough of that before. It all followed, fell apart. Um, and uh, I agree the ending is, is, is pretty pretty rushed as well. It, it, it should have been a, a two-part movie or a, or a three-hour movie, I think.
1: Yeah, I I, I kind of think that in retrospect just the time the timeline where the prequels covered just needed to be shifted yep forward so you know we start with Anakin as as Hayden Christensen and uh you know they can still go discover him he could he could be a an older pod racer or whatever but I just think it's it, it just needed to start later and end a bit later, so we could get in. Um, like that's uh, I've said it a few times of late. It's like you know Darth Vader is in seven Star Wars films, and people are going, "We really need that Darth Vader film." It's like that means bad choices, or you know, better choices could probably have been made. Hey you guys, tickets are now on sale for our newly announced
5: Brisbane live podcast back at the Brightside in Brisbane on Saturday the 4th of March at 2pm with a live I Love Green Guide letters straight after. Then we are hitting the Adelaide Fringe back at the Producers Bar on Saturday the 11th and Saturday the 18th of March. Then we are live podcasting at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival on Saturday the 1st of April, Saturday the 8th of April and Saturday the 22nd of April at The Joint and discounted season passes are available as well as a limited time only 10 show mega pass where you can get tickets to all the six I Love Green Guide shows of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and my solo stand-up show, Steel Saunders the Enthusiast. Tickets are all on sale now at SteelWars.com.
1: to 614. Who are you and where are you calling from?
0: Hey, stealing and Chris. This is King Tom. How's it going?
1: King Tom! Did you say his name one time on the internet? He just appeared. <laughs> what? yeah. I heard What's going on, going Tom? On. It's good to hear from you, man.
0: Good to hear you guys. Um, originally, I wanted to talk about a few things about Rebels, but I have to address the um, previous caller's question. I think that the character with the lame death... Or the lamest death in Star Wars actually suffered the lamest death in both the EU and the New Universe. And he's a minor character, but I don't think General Maydeen got any justice the way he died because in the old EU, he was shot in the back by <laughs> one of Jabba the Hutt's for relatives.
3: <laughs> How did he die yeah. in the
1: EU? Did he cut himself shaving?
0: <laughs> there's no blade in the universe that can trim that beard no he was on um, in the novel Darksaber which was not the best but one of Jabba the Hutt's relatives was building a bootleg version of the Death Star and you know Maydeen was a badass undercover commando he went in and you know and tried to dismantle everything but the Hutt literally shot him in the back as he was running away
3: And that was in the
0: EU. Yeah, poor, poor Cricks. But then um, in one of the, in the second Wendig novel, in the new canon, um, and I hope this isn't spoiling anything, but the book's been out for like six months now. So can can I say what happens? Uh, I think that'll be fine. Okay. Um, He's not mentioned, you know, at all through the book, but then at the end there's this big parade and ceremony and a bunch of uh, basically sleeper agents for the Empire uh, stage an attack on the undercover attack on the parade grounds. And, you know, all this chaos is happening and the Republic troops are trying to, you know, crowd control and Maydeen gets shot there too. And he's mentioned like twice in the book, once that he's, or I'm sorry, three times in the book, once that he's, up on this podium with Mon Mothma and all these other leaders, then he gets shot, and then at the end they say, well, we think Maidine is dead. And I just thought the the greatest beard in the galaxy deserved a little bit better than that.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to get some footage, you know, maybe they can put it up on the Star Wars show, I don't know. But um, I, want the, I want the story group meeting where they decide whether Cricks should die, you know, like that the heated—I'm yeah. uh, sure it went all through the
3: night—and
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> just debating the future of Crix Maydean. I, I hope they're uh, just paying him I, an, an enough respect.
0: Yeah, I think that I think he needs to be brought in in the comic books, you know, that are done between A New Hope and Empire, and given some moments of glory there, because he—the mm. the universe needs more Maydean.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I'm. With I, I just finished the Darth Vader comics and um I'm up for no characters being in a few issues of the comics. I just want just landscapes <laughs> for a while because <laughs> I'm uh yeah, I'm 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 worn out on that. Um Tom, what did uh what did you want to chat about? Um, I was
0: gonna say w- about rebels. Um I've been hearing a few people say about this weekend's episode. Um that it's going to be great that, you know, I, I think Freddie Prince jr. Uh, retweeted someone um, over the week who said it's like, you know, the best episode of rebels ever. And I've seen, I've seen it in a few, like I think one of the guys on collider uh, mentioned that too. And it just feels like I'm really hoping they can pay off. But what I would like to know uh, if you have any opinion on this, this season of rebels, you know, Darth Maul found out a few weeks ago where Obi-Wan Kenobi is. What is taking him so long to make his way across the galaxy? Why isn't he there already?
1: Yeah, I I would love to see um, just uh, a bit of a a dodge on that question. But I would love to hear someone tweet that they got the advance copy of an episode of Rebels and they didn't like it that much. That would would crumble time and space because those people that get the review copies, they don't like to keep it secret, do they? It's yeah. It's like, how do you know someone gets a review
2: copy? know, yeah, what do you ask them?
1: No one's going to say think, this week on Rebels nothing happens.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they I, only go at the people when it's good. Like you notice the ones that they screen are good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh really? So they don't they don't send them out all the time, Chris?
2: I think yeah. They I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think we would have heard reviews of Warhead if if that were the case. Yeah, I know um, I listened
1: to uh, the Star Wars Underworld podcast this week, as I do every week. And on um, Live from Lothal, the podcast that only reviews Star Wars Rebels episodes when they take place on Lothal, so I'm being led to believe, there was a lot of, um, you guys were pretty down on that episode. How do you feel like this season of Rebels is going, Chris, overall?
2: Um, I, overall, I think it's going well. I just think there's a few bumpy spots. Like, I think there's too many episodes in the season, and there's just a few kind of dead episodes that just aren't up to par with the other ones. And it's, I, 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 we were thinking that they were putting them all together towards the beginning of the season, but this one somehow ran away from the pack and ended up in the epic part of the season.
1: Yeah, I thought the, um, the double episode was awesome. I, I thought that was a great episode, I, I... I like it when they don't do too much, to be honest. I don't like... I've got this thing about the non-movie media. I just think it, it should know its place. I don't want any huge yeah. revelations. I just want some some calm adventures that, that don't ripple the pool that much. And I know people have the total opposite uh, feelings to that, but... And, and, and that episode, the, uh, the warhead... Uh, I didn't mind it, but there were some, as Dom brought up on the show, some massive logic gaps with, you know, if you're the security chief or whatever he is of a, of a rebel base in secret and you find a droid, we don't just bring him in. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's it's even if if I, if I see a a cat outside, like I have, I want to bring the cat inside, but I'm like, does this cat have fleas? Like, and, and that is a metaphor that Zeb could really deal with. Um, how about you, King Tom? How are you finding the season of Star Wars Rebels? Overall,
0: I don't hate it. I like it for the most part. There's, there's just a lot of padding, and like you said, it's a big galaxy. If they want to tell stories just for the sake of stories and do a show with that, instead of setting up something that's a major mystery for some major... Um, you know, saga plot points like Obi-Wan meeting Darth Maul again, or this whole thing with the, that the Darksaber is supposed to be this huge Jedi artifact. Don't set up that and then make us wait for it while showing us all these other episodes. You know, be, be something that's either the major stories or side stories that are fun and have character development. It's just frustrating yeah. when you mix the two and you're waiting.
2: It is
1: It is strange that they do kind of go big development in this storyline and we'll be back to that in about five weeks. Yeah. It, like they, because they, I, I think there's maybe three types of Rebels episodes. There's like the, the Force, Darth Morley episodes. There's the building the Rebellion episodes. And then there's the wacky... Whatever adventure episodes, and I think Warhead was yep. a wacky whatever uh, adventure. Um, you know, towards the end there is that development that Thrawn has. Um, you know, weeded them down to I don't know the number of planets, ninety-two, seventy-six. There's a few planets, but um, whatever it was. So there is that slight development, but um, it it is weird that they they really it is kind of like a jumbled thing. Would, would you agree with that, Chris?
2: Yeah, it's 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 really strange, like the pacing of this show. Like I still don't think they've really found their groove yet. Um I do think that this season is better than, than last season. Last season was just really all over the place. Like, you know, they they started with the Ahsoka stuff and then they dropped it for twenty episodes and then came back. You know. So that was a little that was a little crazy. Uh this one at least the the breaks between the, the main kind of storyline are only several episodes. So it's a, it's a little bit better, but Um, I think they still need to kind of find a a good pace, you know, because uh, obviously a lot of this production team coming from the Clone Wars, they're used to a show that's very eclectic, that is based on like three to four episode story arcs, and they don't really have a lot to do with each other, except they just fit in the overall timeline of the war, and there wasn't really that much of a through thread through through the entire show. And then they're going from that to a show where there's supposed to be every episode is supposed to be in order and is supposed to lead into the next one. And I feel like they're trying to do both at the same time. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Right.
3: Mm.
1: Alrighty. Well, Tom, it is always appreciated when you call in man. So I'll put you back on Thank hold you, and you get, you get back in that chat room. Okay. Thanks, Phil. Cheers, man. All right, we are going to Skype Caller. Who are you and where are you calling from?
4: Hi, Steel Chris. Darren Luchner here. How are you guys?
1: Luchner. It's not a live Saturday afternoon episode in Melbourne without Luchner calling in. What do you got for us, buddy?
4: (laughs) Uh, Well, just wanted to clarify. I heard the... um, the podcast with Jackie and I just want to make sure: is this the general section we're in now? Is this okay to make general questions?
1: <laughs> this is our world famous <laughs> oh, open film discussion section. So the floor is yours, oh, Darren. Do not waste this freedom thanks, that you are benefiting from.
4: Thanks, mate. All right. Well, I had this thought. Um, it's uh, a few weeks ago, although it's uh, probably an old an old question that could have been asked a long time ago. Um, so it's about the topics about layer. And um so obviously she grew up with Senator Smiths, uh after um the third movie. Um so the question is how did she become a princess? I mean, shouldn't there have been a king, a queen? what's how does that connect up?
2: Oh.
1: Mind blown, Chris, help me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> why isn't why isn't he uh, wait what?
1: <laughs> well if well, she's, she's a prince princess, thought. then wouldn't yeah, wouldn't uh Bale be the king?
2: Um, I think that um Bria is the queen. I don't necessarily know if if, if if marrying um someone, you know, makes them a king. I mean there's no king of England. There's a the queen of England and then, you know, who, who she marries, and then that's another title. So that's probably the situation that's going on. That is probably the one with the royal blood, and so she's the she's uh, the queen. And then her daughter is is the princess. But Bale is because he doesn't have royal blood, he's not automatically the king just by marriage.
1: Bang! That was awesome. That's why you get sequel and destroy cool. on the wine. Um, what about this? I want I want a bit of um, information on what well, on the queen. Did she, did she, like, how did she explain this baby? Did she, like, walk around with a, a fake baby bump for a few months to, like, build up anticipation for this royal child? How was this introduced to the people of Iran?
2: That's, that's an interesting question. I think um, because they're a body, it wouldn't surprise me if they maybe take in a lot of orphans from you know, around the galaxy. And maybe that's just part of their culture to adopt.
1: Ah, so you think for Alderaan, this was just like a giant, exciting episode of different strokes. Yep. <laughs> Finally, a different strokes reference on the podcast. Um, Darren, oh. that is a, uh, a very thought provoking question that provided a, uh, a very well thought out answer from uh, Chris Sekel. Um, so, we- Thank you so much Excellent, for your Chris. contribution, my man.
4: Yeah, thanks, Chris. Now um, I can sleep easy. I've been stressed every night for that
2: until this is answered, so thanks for that. Thank
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Darren. And uh, Darren somehow found a loophole to call in about politics, so we, uh, we admire him for that. He's always a, uh, a cheeky, cheeky, Caller.
2: Um,
1: we've got about five minutes left on the uh the live show. Um we've got one more call who let's go to and we maybe will take the remainder of this call in the bonus section. But let's see, two oh one, who are you and where are you calling from?
6: Hey, this is uh Robo from New Jersey.
1: Oh, Robbo from New Jersey. We're definitely going to need bonus time to, uh, to to get through this. If people are in the chat and they want to uh, hear all of Robbo's, uh, uh, who knows what Robbo is going to bring to the table, but he is one of our uh, most favorite and infamous callers. Um, you can uh, just call in and stay on hold, or if you're a supporter, that will all come soon. Through on the supporter section, oh my God, the calls have started flooding in with people that <laughs> well, whatever Robo's got for it. Um, usually only in the bonus section yeah, well that's, uh, that's how special you are, my friend. that's how special no, you I are like it, yeah. okay, um but we will uh what, what, what sort of give us give us some sizzles of uh give us a sizzle of what topics we're going to be tackling, Robo.
6: Well I was going I was going to ask you why you were so upset by the uh, Dr. Ezon and Ponda Baba cameo in Rogue like why was that the one that really pissed you off because like that to me was the most plausible like uh, one because like that's their job like they just go from place to place everybody you see in Moss Eisberg right they're all space Dude, so they should be everywhere. Like you could run into them anywhere. I, frankly, I'm surprised. Uh, you know that that more nobody else has said this because everybody's like, well, how do they get out of there? Right? They always are leaving because they just like, what, what do you, they, they probably noticed that like the stars started left and like oh, they're, we're checking out. I mean, they, they're not that smart, but they you know they, they have to know something, right? So that that is uh, I mean that's kind of it. <laughs> I'm not sure I have anything else to say about that, but that seems to be one cameo I felt like was earned and everything else, especially the uh, R2 and 3PO thing, was really weird.
1: Okay, well, we'll go into why you found that weird and also why I have softened on the Ponda Barba uh, cameo. I, I'm, I'm still not in favor of it, but I, I have softened on it. Uh, we'll do that in the supporter section. And if you're listening on demand on iTunes or on SteelWars.com, there will be information just after this, how you can hear that. But Christopher Sequel, you have been a delight to chat Star Wars with, as always. And you do co-host one of my favorite podcasts, The Star Wars Underworld. Tell us, tell the internet where they can track down your fine work on the internet.
2: Yes, Uh, go to StarWarsUnderworld.com to listen to the Star Wars Underworld podcast, and that's also where you can get your latest breaking Star Wars news. And if you want to follow the organization on social media, we're at VSWU everywhere.
1: Yeah, definitely check out the Star Wars Underworld. It is an awesome site for uh, updated, comprehensive Star Wars news. If it's happening, it will normally be there. And the podcast is... In my book, a must listen. So check out the Star Wars Underworld and uh also the Rebels review show live in Lothal that I often pop up in. Um we are about to go into the bonus section. I thank everyone in the chat room. We'll be sticking to this time slot for the next couple of weeks before I go back to America. So thank you guys so much. Be good to one another carry forever, and may that force be with you.
3: All right, Robo.
5: Hey, guys, thanks for listening to a super fun live Steel Wars call-in show with Chris Sekel from the Star Wars Underworld. We'll be doing another live call-in show at the same time. Uh, You can check on SteelWars.com for the exact times for your area. But pretty much, if you're in America, it will be next Friday night. If you're in Australia, it'll be Saturday day. If you're in the UK, you're staying up to about 2 o'clock on Friday night, Saturday morning. And hey, if you were a Steel Wars supporter, you'd be listening to the extended supporter version, which runs for, I think, at least another 45 minutes. We talk to Robbo, who always has some prickly questions for us. And to become a Steel Wars supporter, you can go to SteelWars.com, and it is $3 Australian a month, which is about $2.25 American I'm guessing now it's about a pound and a half in the UK. And uh, you get the extended call-in shows. You get exclusive supporter shows. Like Making Steel Wars, my special show I do with Jason Ward from Making Star Wars. And Gonkin Steel's Trash Compactor, which has posted up a new episode. Along with access to all our full-length interviews and listener-exclusive Q&As. Star Wars commentary, so much more. Our LA Podcast episode, LA Podcast Festival with more Garrett, which is One of, I don't want to take the title, you guys, but it is probably one of the funniest 20 minutes of Star Wars podcasting of all time. I've said it, you guys. I've said it. I've gone there. I've gone there. And not only do you get all the bonus content, but uh, the podcast that you listen to a couple times a week, it helps fund keep that going, keeps the power turned on, and that beautiful little cat fed. If you haven't already listened, uh, episode 121 of the regular Steel Wars podcast is up with my amazingly hilarious wife, Jacqueline. Uh, She kills it. It has been getting such good reviews. Uh, The bit where she scolds me about the Snoke Theory suck stickers is already a a listener favorite. So check that out. It it, It is a delight. It will... It will fill your heart with joy, you guys, like it did for me. And if you're after some comedy podcasting, my other podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, where we review the complaint letters people write in to the TV Guide in Melbourne, has another episode up, episode 241, with Nick Cody and Adam Rosenbark's, And it is a fascinating look at... ...when internet outrage gets out of control. Adam Rosenbach's posted a tweet a little bit before he should have... ...before he knew the full depth of something that had happened in the world... ...and he quickly found out what it was, deleted it, wrote an apology... And the internet did not forgive him for that. And it gets a little bit out of hand. And all that is covered in the first half hour of episode 241 of I Love Green Guide Letters. It is... I'm really proud of this episode, so check it out. Especially if you haven't heard an episode of I Love Green before, it could be a good gateway episode. So thank you guys so much. We are also part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. And yes, I am overjoyed to welcome onto the network my friend Hawes and my friend Will's podcast, Blue Harvest, which is an awesome Star Wars podcast They break down the week's news, talk about it from the heart and and get into some really fun conversations. I guest on it whenever I can and I invite you to check it out if you haven't already. They've just been added to the podcast network and I can't be happier. Two great guys, two great podcasters. So check out Blue Harvest Star Wars podcast on the Making Star Wars Network. Don't forget to listen live next weekend, Skype in, join the fun, and may that force be with you.